This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. We got a lot that we can get into today here as we creep up on a football season 18 days away with Arkansas and uh, mighty Western Carolina, the Catamounts going to uh, Little Rock. We'll uh, get into We'll uh, talk about uh, training camp and the Yanks that people are feeling with training camp with the lack of information and the information they're getting, not really instilling confidence, all of this stuff. We'll get to. You can get in touch with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 866-285-4005. I'm happy to report Mitchell and Lincoln is with us after uh, some issues. Uh, and so that is... Um, that's what's going on. Uh, so welcome back, Mitchell. Good to have you with us. Uh, Jamie and Van Buren on the McClarty Daniel Hotline starting the conspiracy theory. So Zach met with Tommy yesterday, and now he's not there today. What's he? What did he do to get into trouble? Well, he's not in trouble. The, the two, uh, the yesterday and today are unrelated. All right? They are unrelated. Uh, so we will uh, get into all that. I wanted to spend some time here off the top, and we are not going to uh, turn this into a um, a um, a four-hour uh, morning period, but we do need to mention uh, that um, I'm not trying to be glib about this, but they are going to have to have an in-memoriam section of the first football game because another tragic Razorback death has occurred this summer, and it was Alex Collins uh, late on Sunday night at the age of 28. I mean, this is, I don't, this has never happened where you've had so many, so many um, things like this occur in one offseason. You know, I, I mean, this is, this is, there's not a, um, there's, for a fan, like there's not a, and all I care about is the, is the fan uh, perspective on this. There's not a roadmap for this, you know? You know, every now and then someone connected to your team passes away, and it's oh, it's just sad. But to have it one right after another, again, I, I don't. There's no, there's no roadmap for this. This is not something that any of us, you follow this school, have seen in one off season before. And you know, when when I think about Alex Collins, it's less about the football but more about the human being because that's really where the connections were made with people and with fans. And I believe in the social media era, he was one of the very early, if not the first, like he's the first Razorback that you knew his handle. You knew his, um, you know, his, his username, whatever you call it. Nobody, uh, you know, that was not a thing before. And so there's a connection there because for a certain generation, you grew up connected to him in a way that no one was really connected to a player with that school before because of the technology, because of the era that we are, that we were then and are currently in where you can follow people and like things, and they like things you said, and all that stuff. And so he was really the first uh, person, when he comes along, that, um, that, that did that, that was a part of that. And he was a great player. So here you are, a Razorback fan of whatever age, and you like 
watching Alex Collins play. And now, if you say something about him and include it, he could hit the like button on your tweet. And there's that connection. That had never happened before. That had never happened before where you felt like you had, like, when you do, in, you're in the palm of their hand, on the phone. He's really the first person I can remember to put on that uniform that people, fans had that connection with. Because he played, you know, mid-20-teens, and that's really when social media started to become more of a, uh, you know, more than just Facebook. You know what I mean? And so he was the, uh, and he's the first Razorback. I think people knew his uh, then Twitter handle. I don't know how active he was on Instagram. I don't know how active any of us were on Instagram, you know, 10 years ago. But so you had that connection. And then you had, like, he was not, he seemed to relish the fact that when you play for that school, even if you're not a great player, but he was a great player. There is a level of fame that comes along with that. Some people are very uncomfortable with it. He didn't seem to be very uncomfortable with it. He seemed to be comfortable. We've had people text us pictures that he took with you know, kids, a family member, whatever it was. So you could like, he was a Razorback that was not out of reach for people. You know, if you went to the right place for lunch or dinner at the right time of year, you might see him working in the restaurant because he did that. Or if you saw him at, uh, you know, the, you know, the different event, you, you, he was right there. He was, he was not up, you know, we'll, we'll never get to meet him. You felt like you could meet him. So that's another thing here that um, that I think about when when I think about Alex Collins is uh, obviously you know the talent was phenomenal and he is somewhat overlooked in the fourth and twenty five play because it's called what the Henry heave you know who he heaved it to Alex Collins and it was Alex Collins who swept around the left side the far sideline and ended up getting the first down. So he's, I won't say he's a forgotten part of the most famous play in the last decade or so, but he's hes not the first one you mentioned, but he's the one that actually got the first down. That's why Hunter Henry heaved it. He was 15 yards short of the line to game. And someone had to go back there and get it, and he did. And he found room on the other side and got the, uh, got the first down. So, I mean, that's uh, that's part of it. And then I remember, maybe I'm the only one, but I remember they went to Texas Tech and just bludgeoned them for, God, four, 500 rushing yards in that game. I remember that. We're all going to remember different games and, and different stuff, but I think what's different here is that, and is more meaningful to people, is that Alex Collins was a Razorback that you felt like you could meet. And in many instances, you did. Whether it be you could say something on social media and, and get a response in some way, shape, or form, or just see him out 
in the world. He didn't hide. It didn't seem like. So that's the thing that I think of here. And um, again, I don't know, like, I don't know where this ends in terms of uh, this offseason and all of the different uh, connections to Razorback football that have um, that have uh, had tragedy this this uh, this summer. You know, you talk about well, you need a game. We need a game just so we can have something to cheer again. There hasn't been a lot to cheer in this offseason in terms of uh, untimely death. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. To Matt in Bentonville. Matt, good afternoon. Hey, um, I just kind of want to express kind of what I've been through this summer is like, like you said, and what you said was great. Um, I'm 38 years old, so Mallet was a little younger than me, um, then Collins, and it kind of makes you think about your own mortality, I guess. And those guys were great. They, they lived life. I mean, my goodness, Alex Collins was an Irish tap dancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, so... I'm just I'm proud that they have lived their life to the fullest, but I'm I'm sad to see them go. But it's it's making me and my friends think about you know what is life. I mean, what do you want to do? How are you going to do it? Because we only have so much time left. And I I just uh, I was touched by what you said about him, and um, I'll hang up and listen. All right, Matt. Thank you. No, it's it's a great it's a great point, and I I, I would venture to say, Matt, that your group is not the only group that's um, thinking about this because um, we don't know. We don't know when the, when the number's up. Nobody knows. Nobody knows, which is why it, it is important to do the thing. You get an opportunity to do something you've always wanted to do, do it. Do it. I remember when... Um, this is kind of related, but not really. I remember when uh, Notre Dame burned the cathedral. This was, you know, really early when we were doing this show. And all these people were um, talking about how sad it is and everything. But there was one post from Christine Leahy, who used to co-host with Colin on The Hurt. I don't know what she does now, but she's really she's a really talented person. But she said, yes, this is sad. But it's also a reminder, if you want to go see these things in life and you can, do it. Because you don't know when you'll be gone, the thing you want to see will be gone, none, none of all of this stuff. It's a difficult um, 
Mortality is a different, a difficult subject, isn't it? I mean, not to get too, uh, you know, deep and metaphysical here, but I mean, th- this is the, uh, this is the crisis, right? Like we're all going to be here, and then we're not. And some people can handle this. Some people can't handle the thought that uh, one day this earth will spin and you will not be a part of it. But I think Matt had a great point there that like, like go, go do the thing, whatever it is. If you're able to do it, take the trip, go to the place, go to the ballpark, spend time with people, whatever it is, go do it. Because they're, we don't know when I said yesterday there's supposed to be a comet whiz by here in three years. If the comet gets close enough, it will hit us and the earth will cease to exist. Okay. Three years. You're on the clock. Go do the thing. Whatever it is. Go on the trip. Whatever it is. See the people. Talk to the people. Do it. That is a uh, that is a, a a a really good takeaway from this whole uh, from this summer that has uh, brought just a lot of bum to uh, to Razorback fans. You know, it's uh, you know it's uh, it's just one thing after another. And you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be snarky, but you really have to have an in memoriam video at the first football game. There's just been that much Razorback-connected tragedy since the last time a lot of fans got together, which I guess would have been baseball, but, you know, in in a larger setting would have been basketball or, of course, obviously since the last football game when everybody saw each other. Um, so that's, uh, that's the deal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just go do do the thing if you're able to do it. You know, some people, you know, stuff's expensive. I understand you can't just get up tomorrow and go backpacking through Europe. Plus, you got a job and kids and all that stuff, responsibilities. But the opportunity arises to go do something you've always wanted to do. What is the point in waiting? What's the point in waiting in anything? I mean, I mean, you really want to get down to it. You know, to talk to the person, I'll do it. I'll, I'll I'll do it the next time. Will you? Do the thing. We don't know how long we're going to be here on this rock spinning around in uh, the middle of uh, nothing. You never know. Okay. 25 after the hour. Ruskin and Zach here. 866-285-4005. Abner on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. In that case, I'm turning off the radio and going outside. Yeah, that's... Go touch grass, Abner. That's a good, it's a good play. It's a good play. I did want to move on to the um, to uh, what's happening now with Razorback football, as uh, we sit here with 18 days until uh, the opener against uh, mighty Western Carolina. And I have, uh, we've had, I've had two instances. Now this is two instances. This is in no way how. Most of the people feel. I understand this. I learned a long time ago. You read one tweet, that's what one person thinks. That's not what you know. Ten thousand people think. I learned that a long time ago, and I'm not saying that a lot of people feel this way, but I do believe there is a undercurrent of angst 
that is going through Razorback football fans' minds since Saturday. And I have uh, observed it in a observed it in a couple of different places here, and I don't I don't see the same thing that these that that these individuals and that maybe you see in terms of being nervous. What happened was Saturday Pittman comes out after the scrimmage, and he's not happy with the way the uh, the offensive line performed. And so now what has happened is some people, and I'm not saying again everybody, some people have projected that this means the offensive line will be terrible this season because in the first scrimmage, the head coach was not happy with the way that they played. Okay. See, we'll do this old bit here. Say it out loud. The offensive line had a bad scrimmage, and that means it's going to be a bad season. See, when you say it out loud, it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? But that's what that's what that's what I've been met with. Like I've I, we had a text yesterday about it. I was talking to somebody today on the phone about it. Oh, it's gonna be a terrible season. How do you figure? Well, the offensive line's not any good. Okay. This is an instance. If they get pushed around by Western Carolina, I will listen to all of your concerns about the football season. But if they're being pushed around by a defensive line that, from what they tell us, no one's seen it in a, no one has seen it in a um, credible venue. Watching them in practice only tells you so much. And plus, most of the people that watch them in practice are writers and not analysts of football. So what, do they really know what they're looking at? Of course not. Are they willing to go the extra mile and talk to a non-affiliated coach and say, hey, what am I looking at here? No, of course they're not. No. So, but in spite of all that, the early returns from what they tell us are defensive line pretty good. The defensive line here is pretty good. And so I can't sit here and... um. I can't sit here and determine the fate of the entire season based on the comments of the head coach after one scrimmage. Many of you have this uh, Nostradamus soothsaying Karnak ability to do that, and you know that's that's fine, that's exciting, um, that's good for you. But I don't uh, I don't see that. Maybe the offensive line had some issues because the defensive line's pretty good. This is the unanswerable question of training camp or spring practice. When one side dominates the other side in a scrimmage setting, there will be people that think, well, that side's not very good. There'll be people that say, oh, look how good that side of the ball is. It's just a matter of perspective. Does it mean anything? I don't know. I don't think it does. Because they're not playing today. They didn't play Saturday. These are rehearsals. This isn't the real show. This doesn't count. It matters, but it doesn't count, okay? And that, that's what Mark Schleybaugh says about NFL preseason games. They don't count, but they matter. Razorback August scrimmages don't count, but they matter. And I don't, I don't, 
I don't echo your same concerns yet. But if they come out against Western Carolina and, you know, they're running for, you know, KJ's running for his life. There's stuff in the run game. They're having to throw it 50 times just to move the ball. I will uh, I will be willing to listen to your uh, discussions then. But right now, on this 15th day of August in 2023, I don't really, um, I don't feel the same angst that some of you do about um, about the offensive line and about this, this football team. I don't feel the angst. Now, I don't think they're going to go 12-0 either, but I don't think they're going 1-11. And that's not really a, uh, that's a real wishy-washy opinion, but the way that uh, I have been, you know, in a couple of instances, the way that people are concerned, you, they, they think that you know the, the, the whole thing's going to fall apart here. I don't see a lot of indications of that yet. I don't see that. I think that this thing was wobbling with last season. This thing was definitely wobbling. But it seems like through to this point, we don't have games yet, so that's ultimately how we decide this stuff. But to this point, it seems like they have successfully shored up and stopped the wobbling of this football program. All right, we've got text coming in here on uh, the McClarty Daniel hotline. Um, so um, that's uh, that's. Uh, let me read some of these here. Uh, out of the four seven nine, one see cherry picked headline. Two form opinion without any understanding of nuance. Yeah, that uh, that that is part of it here. Um, you see a headline. The headline the, the headline is meant to grab you. It's not necessarily meant to tell you what the story is about. I mean, it kind of is, but really it isn't, especially now. And also, Mac and Bono uh, points this out here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. If there are weaknesses in the O-line, wouldn't it be better to have them exposed now while there is time to fix it, potentially? Yes, exactly. They're not playing yet. It's okay for it not to be working correctly right now. You know, this is why they don't let us in to watch. And it's a very good reason to not let us in to watch. There was a time when fans could go to practice during the training camp. Fans. Not just the media. They'd let fans in there. The gates were open and anybody could just sit on the little hill there and watch football practice. This is why they don't do that anymore. Because you would see this and and the, the angst would be tenfold. This way they have a little bit of control. But it doesn't help when the coach comes out and says, Hey, offensive line want any good today. Also, in training camp, there is a a psychological component of this that cannot be ignored. And every year at about this point is when the coaches go um, go into that mode where they start um, not being happy with things. You know, there's a clip going around the internet today of Dan Enos not happy with the quarterback. This is about that time. This happens every year. It's the old tear them down and build them back up again thing. This is a part of every training camp. You would think so many fans who have seen so many training camps, we would know by now how the game is played, how the psychological game is played. Because, listen, it's the same thing every day over there. 
Think about it. It's a practice. It's a meeting. It's a meeting. It's a practice. It's a meeting. It's a practice. And you'll get, they don't get to have, although they should. It's not a bad idea. They don't get to practice against anybody else. It's an old cliche. We're tired of hitting each other, but it, it, every cliche is based in truth. You get tired of it. It's just exhausting mentally, physically. So you get, um, you, you get, this is an opportunity for the coaches to, you know, play some of the mind games. It happens every training camp. And we sat here uh, yesterday and spoke with Clay Henry, who knows more about football practice than any of us put together. And he said, this is how it goes. The defense is ahead. This is how it normally goes. Nothing really to see here. All right. Russ Good at Zach here on ESPN Arkansas and on hitthatline.com. Dufresne's on the phone here. Yes, Dufresne. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Mr. Ruskin. I uh, I appreciate your opening monologue. That was a that was a really great job and and really awesome choice of word. Uh, thank you for that. Um, this this one hit me a lot harder than Mallet. Um, just be simply the fact because I got to witness Alex Collins be a real person. Um, one time I was in the uh, hog pen during a baseball game several years back now. And this was when he was still active on Baltimore. And so, I mean, he's, he's a real celebrity at this point. And he came through there, and he took every pitcher that was requested of him, and he even sat down and ate some students that were out there grilling. Um, what, what a great guy, and what a great legacy he'll leave. And uh, I, I appreciate everything nice you had to say about him, too. So, thank you. Uh, thank you, Dufresne. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, he, he some people can't handle the spotlight. It's just not their personality. It's not a knock on them, the individual. But some people can't handle the spotlight of being the only, a star player on the only thing worth watching in this state. He he embraced it. He relished it. He loved it. And he um, had time for people. And that's not something that everybody that's gone to that school can say. But he, uh, he, he made time for people. And he made that connection with people. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Are you feeling the heat this summer with soaring electric bills? Upgrade your AC system with Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric this August and experience the ultimate comfort in your home. This month, receive up to $500 off on attic insulation when you upgrade your AC. That's right, proper attic insulation can significantly reduce your energy bills, keeping your home cooler and more efficient. Worried about the cost? We've got you covered. With approved credit, enjoy payments as low as $99 a month. Picture this, lower energy bills can help you cover the cost of your new system. Now that's a win-win situation. So don't wait, call Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric now 
and save with a new AC system and insulation this August. Say goodbye to high electric bills and hello to ultimate comfort. Visit gopascal.com now and schedule your free estimate. With approved credit, exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Professional people, professional service. Pascal Air, Plumbing, and Electric. Uh, we have a text from a boss. And I will tell you, um, I know it's a boss just because of what they wrote in the text. And it's a boss from the 870. So it's a double um, text in terms of it's always a boss and it's always the 870. And he says, well, we want to maximize production. If you get done with all your work on Wednesday, sounds like you need more work to do. No, no. Sometimes employees are really good at their jobs and they just get the work done. They don't need more work to do. They have plenty of work to do. That's the manager, right? You're here. We got to find something for you to do. Not necessarily. But they see dollar signs. They don't see it like we see it as the workers. You know what I mean? Workers unite, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. All right, here. uh, This is Matt in Farmington. I worked at a place that did free ice cream on Tuesday and Thursday at 2 o'clock from an ice cream truck. Thank you. Free ice cream twice a week. Your thoughts? That is nice. But that's nice. That is nice of this company. Yeah. But I don't. It's I guess a, everyone, a, you, don't have to, you don't have to eat ice cream. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, I just, I don't know. Don't you want healthy employees? I'm not saying give everybody a salad every day, but I mean. But ice, ice cream, cream is nice. Like, seems, if this is, if this isn't like a super big company, twice a week seems excessive. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a super big company. I don't know. I don't know. I Have you seen those snow cone trucks with the the penguin on them? You can like rent them out for events. I think that's fun. Uh, I don't think I've seen them. I've seen that most um, large box store parking lots have someone in a shanty selling snow cones this time of year. I know yeah. that much. Yeah. You have a go-to snow cone flavor? Um, so if I'm not... Do- I have a couple of thoughts on snow cones. Okay, good. <laughs> good. If I'm not doing anything right after said snow cone so say you go to the movies and then you go get a snow cone or something because it's kind of an end of the day treat right um i'll get cotton candy because cotton candy is red and it will stain every single thing that that liquid touches right so it'll stain your teeth really badly it's hard to get out and god forbid you like drip it on your clothes on accident it's you can never get that stain out or some work documents of some kind yeah (laughs) Okay. So, cotton candy, if I'm not doing anything after, or if I am doing anything after, I do like the, like, wedding cake, birthday cake flavor, whatever it is. Right. That's my, that's my favorite. I like cherry. Yeah, I, I'm a, it I'm, seems like you would. I like cherry. It's also, <laughs> back in the day, my favorite popsicle. I felt bad for the purple popsicle. Nobody ate them. No. It was I red or orange. I hate the purple popsicle. That's a good question. Do you hate the purple and popsicle? And I don't I don't like the the old popsicle uh wrapping where it was white paper. 
So oh. you couldn't see what color the pot. You'd have to guess really hard because it's hard to like differentiate the red right. and the purple through the white paper. And then you would just throw away the purple because I'm like, I'm not eating that at all. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad because, you know, they had to put that. I guess they put like 12 in a box. I don't know how many. So they would put three flavors in there. So that's four of each. And you just end up throwing away four purple popsicles because yeah. nobody wanted them. No one likes purple. Red is the best. Orange was second. I'm the same way with the Starburst, by the way. I don't like the uh, the pink Starburst or the yellow. You don't like the pink Starburst? No, no, no. That's, no, no. The, be- that's the best Red's one. Red's the best one. No. I remember when I... Uh, see, the whole world opened up in seventh grade because you could buy... At school, you could buy soda at lunch and candy. So... This was this was a great time. I'd buy Starburst every day. The, there would be like the chorus or somebody was raising money so they sell candy every day. Yeah. So you go buy you pay your fifty cents or whatever, a dollar. Probably fifty cents. And you'd get a you get a pack of Starburst. Maybe not every day, but every couple of days. And just I the red ones are the best. They're the absolute best. Orange second. The rest of them I So that wasn't allowed. That's not allowed anymore. You can't do that anymore? Um so you can't sell candy at lunch I anymore? I do remember at uh, Elkins, there, there probably still is, but there was um, a vending machine, but the soda was just um, like Coke Zero. Oh, I don't yeah. even think Diet Coke, which is like the best diet brand of soda. Right. But so there wasn't even, it was like Coke Zero, Dr. Pepper Zero. Um, I see. And then if the teacher was wanting to do like raise any sort of money, and they wanted to sell candy. They kind of had to do it on like the DL. Really? Yeah. It's a, you can't do illegal, this anymore. Yeah. So there was um. Wow. My, uh, the librarian Miss Brown. She would um. She would just constantly be running money, uh, raising money for um, like NHS or something. Right. And so she would always have candy and soda in her office, and you would just go in there. Leave a dollar. Get your. She soda. was like a dealer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she didn't even have to be in there. Like everyone knew why you were walking into her office. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. So, at school, there was an illegal snack operation going yeah. on on yeah. the down low, also, raising funds. Yeah. And a good thing also about her is, <laughs> if you were really, if you really knew her and she liked you. She would let you hang in the hang out in the library like all day, yeah. um, because that's the only place in the school that had like comfy seating. Yeah. So there was like a couch and one of those big beam. But she had a futon in her office. Whoa! So if you <laughs> if you wanted to go take a nap in school, you just go to her office and fall asleep because she was almost never in it. So you just wow. go fall asleep. Wait a minute. So in addition to running an illegal snack ring. There was also an illegal napping ring where yeah. you could just go. S- <laughs> yeah. What is this? It was nice. She had a blanket in there, everything. She's the reason they want all the librarians arrested. This is what's going on. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. I love the idea of going into the room and you just leave a dollar. and Yeah, because a- <laughs> she had a mini fridge in there. So you were even getting like a cold soda. This is fantastic. <laughs> You're not spilling the tea on this. Like no. she's not going to get in trouble. Is no, she? she doesn't. She doesn't work there anymore. Oh, okay. And ever, I mean, 
I don't know who, I don't know how people, how like the people who were in charge didn't know if they, because everyone knew about this soda thing. The House Farm on the McClarty Daniel Hotline claims his child runs an illegal snack ring at school. Has since elementary. Makes bank. Okay. I want to know about these illegal snack rings that are running through our schools. This feels like the existential crisis of our time. Not books. This is it. <laughs> Tell us about your illegal snack ring. I can't believe you can't... Uh, God, this is how old I am, DQ. When I got to um, when I got to junior high, which is when you could go in the lunchroom and buy sodas, seventh grade at Harding Academy, a can of Coke was fifty cents. Fifty cents. Then they switched to bottles. Then they switched to Pepsi, which is a whole other thing we don't need to get into. <laughs> and it was like seventy-five cents or something like that. But the first year, fifty cents for a Coke, That's- and you could get candy. That's crazy. We weren't, I don't think we were even allowed in middle school to have soda. Seventh like, grade was the it, year. If you brought it from home, you, you'd get in trouble if you had it. We also ate lunch at 1220, which I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Having eaten breakfast at seven and then not getting to eat again until 1220. That was, uh, that was, that was not pleasant. And the class before lunch was always a boring class. So it's even worse. Because you're ticking, you're counting down those 50 minutes. You're like, God, I'm starving. And this is so boring. One time, I swear to you, DQ, this is not this is not a lie. I looked at the clock and it went backwards. I, I'm serious. I looked up and it said 1210. And then I looked up a minute later and it was 1209. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> I have no idea how this happened. But I think it was... Um, Maybe it was a lack of uh, food. I don't know what it was. Well, I remember when I was in middle school specifically, um, you didn't have a basketball practice after school. You had it during school. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, girls' basketball practice was right before lunch. And so the first like month or so of basketball practice when you're like continuously running and conditioning and – then you get out, and I just remember the whole girls' basketball team would just sit there at lunch like we could not eat right. anything. Yeah. We just have to sit there and try to not throw up. Right, right. They did that, too. The girls' P.E. was before lunch. The boys' was at the end of the day. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing, here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. 
Fantasy football season is here, and Buffalo Wild Wings is your headquarters for your draft party. Buffalo Wild Wings has draft kits that include a draft board and player stickers. You won't go hungry with this dine-in fantasy bundle for your draft party. Get 50 traditional wings, 50 boneless wings, two trays of party wedges, party-sized chips and salsa, and a party queso dip, all for only $150. Plan your fantasy football draft party and get more details at your Buffalo Wild Wings in Fort Smith, Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, and Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Beer. Wings. Football. So now we have um, DQ's thoughts on something. Usually a Monday, we're doing it today. DQ, what do you have? Yeah, so I just wanted to talk about bad parking. Okay, all right. Okay. It makes me so irrationally angry when I see someone who is parked, parked so badly or not even... Like, parked badly on purpose. Like, you know they purposely did that. Right. Okay? And so my thought, my thoughts on it are, because I consider myself a, probably a below decent parker. <laughs> I'm below not, decent. Below decent. Um, I, I'm not great. For some reason, I have terrible death perception when it comes to parking i always think i'm going to hit a car um my like my eyesight's fine i just always think i'm accidentally gonna hit the car next to me uh so i am try i try to be really careful about that um but the problem is when you see someone who's parked double in double spaces because they don't want anyone to hit their car that's what makes me angry so, yesterday, I saw, I saw a car parked. Um, it was a Porsche. Oh. And they were parked. Idle in rich. a. They were parked in a very small parking lot, double parked. And I'm just thinking, like, okay, if you're gonna have a nice car. Found oh, it. Oh finally. yeah, sorry, sorry. I found it. Um, <laughs> I think that. If you, I don't know, I get so mad, but I think that if you, if you're going to have a nice car, you either need to park, if, and you're so worried about getting door dinged, you need to park in the back of the parking lot where no one is going to park next to you, or just buy a normal car like a normal person. Don't buy a nice car <laughs> if you're so worried about getting but the, the purpose of buying a fancy car is to show off. Yeah, course. well, g- getting hit. Not about gas mileage. Someone having a dent in the side of your car is part of the human experience. You should have. <laughs> I think everyone should have a dent in the side of their car. I mean, I have one, and I have absolutely no idea where it came from. I just noticed, noticed it one day. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's a, there's a dent in the side of my car. I... I think that if you're so worried, don't buy a nice car or I don't know. It makes me so mad. Especially yesterday, just seeing the Porsche double parked in a, in like, it wasn't even a compact space. Because where I was, they had compact spaces too. It was in like a regular size parking spot, but they were parked directly in the middle line so that they made sure that nobody could. So they took two. They took two. You should have deflated their tires. <laughs> That's what you should have done. 
you know, take the valve stem off and just, you know, see what happens. I don't think that actually works. It doesn't? Because my my little valves, I'm missing like three of them. <laughs> You're missing them? <laughs> and no one, you know, it. I do you have still a, have air in the tire. I do have a now. slow leak, but that's not because of the valve stem. It could that's, be. It's because there's a nail in my tire that my dad patched up. It could be the valve stem, though, <laughs> or lack of a valve stem. Maybe. Could be. It could be. But I think it's so annoying to just see that in just, like, you need to park away from cars if you're so worried about it. Yeah. Like, you're going to have a nice car, so you well, need to have, you need to still act like you have a normal well, car. What we used to call the North 40. Way out there. Still way yeah. out there. Yeah. Like, sorry that you have to walk further in the Walmart, I guess. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So stay, uh, keep it between the lines, people. It That's just, the lesson here. Yeah. Mine was kind of short this this week. I almost put it for uh, just people who suck, but I knew that I could talk longer about it. I see. Because it makes me so mad. Right. All right. And also, I don't know. Have you ever door dinged a car? Of course. Did you wait? No. So you, so you didn't wait no. for them and tell them? If there's no damage inflicted, what's the point? Okay, but so if say you like scratched a little bit off their car with your door. Leave a note. Do you leave? You leave a note. Okay. I never. Or you just leave. <laughs> I never have. Also, is before. it a nice car? Is it a beater? Like if it's an '85 LeBaron, I'm, I mean, I did, I made an improvement on it. Let's be honest, okay. <laughs> but no, I don't. Uh, we'll stick around. Actual human confrontation, DQ. Are yeah. you crazy? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, I've only ever had one, so I've had one person hit my car, and they were like backing into right my car, and for some reason, my reaction was not to honk my horn to tell them that I was back there, but I, like, hit my window and said stop yeah. as if that was going to do anything. It's the most helpless feeling in the world. Yeah. It's the most helpless feeling in the world when you can see someone clearly is about to back into you and you have no way of alerting them. None. It's that's it's not great. It's not great. All right. Thank you, DQ. DQ's uh, thoughts. On uh, people who don't know how to park in the correct lines. Also, apparently, the cap and the valve stem are different, it's different things. different, yeah. What is, how do you take off the valve stem, then? I don't know. Okay. That's the cap. I don't know if that's something you remove. Probably not. They just take off the cap. All right. But I'm missing, yeah, I'm missing. I have one left, I think. <laughs> and... The one you have left is the tire that's going low all the time. Yeah. It's it also, it. there's like a plug in that tire <laughs> and a stripped um, lug nut. It's, it's bad. DQ needs a new set of tires, folks. No, I, Anybody I swear to- I don't. Um, I did have a stripped lug nut, two of them actually, um, and my dad was the one who fixed it, but it was such a hard job. It seemed so difficult for him to do. And since I figure there's only one, there's only one strip lug nut on the on the tire that has one left, so <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Whenever I, whenever one more gets stripped off of that tire, then I'll tell some, I'll tell my dad. Are you still paying for this car, or no. is it? It's uh, that, well, it's that, paid off. There you go. That's what it is. Okay. It, it's it's been paid off for like two years probably. I was about to say like 
I've had it. I've had it since I turned sixteen, which I know isn't like super long ago, but it's a good amount of time. Yeah. I remember when I had a paid-off car. God, those were the days. Oh man. Now I pretty much treat the car payment like rent. Like I'm just renting the car. Like I'm not, you know, I'm never gonna pay one. And by the time I pay one off, it's gonna have like seven hundred thousand miles on it anyway. So, and we have to get a new one. So that's how I see it. I don't see it as a. Um, I just see it as a monthly expense. Like I get to have to pay this much to drive around, and that's just the way it's got to be. I don't think I'll ever own a car again, like free and clear. I don't think I ever will. Really? Which I'm sure the car dealerships love because that means yeah. you know I'm going to be paying financing till the end of time. But no, I just I don't think I'm ever going to do it. Doesn't it take like six years? Yeah. So you don't think you'll own that car for six years? I might, but then I'll get be tired of it and want something new. Oh. And then I'll have a car payment. Oh, again. see, that's that's my my dad asked me because um, a lot of usually uh, someone my age they get their first job and the first thing they do is buy a car. Buy a car, yeah. But Not I told you. my dad asked me if that's what I was gonna do because he did say that I needed to start thinking about the possibility of getting a new car, and I told him that I will drive that car until it is dead until it's I do totally not want, dead i do not want to have to deal with buying a car so you start it and it, it sounds seems, like a jet engine it it's seems, so broken it yeah. seems really difficult to shop for cars i i don't want to have to pay for one so <laughs> car buying is not that bad you got to know somebody if you just go in there cold that's the time it takes like hours and hours and hours but if you have a general idea and if you're working with somebody it can be, it's less painful. You know, you still got to go in and, you know, negotiate, and then they got to go talk to the guy and finance if they can do the deal and on. So it's, it is kind of tedious. But if you've been working with somebody ahead of time, it's a, it's, it's, it's a much more, it's a much more tolerable experience. Yeah. Because I've done it both ways. I've done it where I just walked up cold, like, hey, I want a car. All right. Hey, come right this way. That's, that's kind of tedious. But if you do your research on the front end, so it makes it easier. If you ever buy a car, you may be you may drive this thing. Yeah, for I mean it's a Subaru, years. so that's right. They last a long time. <laughs> yes, they do. That's right. So that's that would be my advice. But yeah, you know, when I pay this thing off, I'm like, and it's not like I would go buy like a brand new one with like three miles on it. I'd probably buy another pre-owned after six years, like I have now. I don't. I don't know. It's a conveyance. I have to pay every month to drive the thing, and that's just the way. It, going to be that's how i feel about it all right drive home was powered by mr sparky here on ruskin and zach hey dq was trivia last night um it, there was trivia but i actually we decided to play pickleball instead oh pickleball. so right. we we didn't play trivia but we played pickleball for so long and i'm kind of sore which has never happened before you have to put the lights on is that uh um was it that late yeah no. The lights turned off on us, actually. Oh, wow. It was We were in the middle of the game, and I guess it hit 10, and the lights just went off. <laughs> but I'm trying I'm trying a new serve. So I think that's You're why trying my... trying a new serve. I'm, I think that's why my arm... My arm's... My, my whole body's sore, but my arm is specifically okay. sore because I'm trying a harder serve. <laughs> you see, this is where we need Zach because, like, you trying a new serve... Or this illegal snack situation we discussed earlier. Like, he's able to mold that into, like, 60 minutes of content. Yeah. 
with just question after question. I wonder what happened to the woman with the illegal snack ring that doesn't work at Elkins anymore. Uh, I know I I follow her on Instagram. Oh wow! I think she does work at she's she she got out of teaching for a bit, and I think she might be back in she's it back in somewhere else. All right. I have another thing to ask you about here, uh, DQ. Before we uh, wrap up this four o'clock hour, I saw a picture of Tom Brady at a concert with his kids, and he's wearing the TB12. Hat. Like he has his own like logo, TB12, and he's wearing his own hat. Yeah. Now, I don't go out and wear the Ruskin and Zach T-shirt because I'm not a jackass. Has your name on it, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so, what are we supposed to do with Tom Brady wearing his own team logo on his head? I don't in public. I don't like that. I don't either. I. You should never wear something out in public like that with your name on it. I don't think so. If that makes sense. Right. You shouldn't wear jerseys on dates. No. And you shouldn't wear stuff with your own name on it. You know, if you have a logo or whatever. Like, if it's your own... Yeah, because... Now, if you have a work shirt that says Larry, okay, fine. That's different. But, like, if you have your own emblem... Yeah. I mean... Like Kanye West wore Yeezy stuff all the time, but that didn't say his name on it, but it was still his brand. Yeah. But him wearing Tom Brady wearing his own very personalized brand that is named after him and his football number. Yeah. That's a little that well like he wouldn't wear a football jer- a Brady football jersey out in public. It's look at me, Louie. Yeah. Like you say, you want to be left alone, yet you wear the logo on your hat. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. And the texts are coming in here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Well, Tiger Woods wears his. Uh, I've never seen Tiger Woods in real life wearing the TW logo. He's always on the golf yeah, course. Yeah, it, it's different if he's on the golf course and he's wearing yeah. his golf yeah, that's, course. Well, that's his work. That's where you wear all of your logos that you're being yeah. paid to wear. But, like, if I went to the grocery store and Tiger Woods is there in a TW logo, I'm going to think he's kind of a loser. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> I mean people are talking about Michael Jordan, but Jordans are Nikes. So, that's a yeah. little – it's a little different. Right. It's not – It's that's a, that's a major brand. Tom Brady created this brand. Right. Exactly. It's his name. The Jordan thing I understand, but like Phil uh, – Jay here says Phil Knight can't wear Nike. Of course he can. It doesn't say Phil Knight on it. It's different when it's the when it's a giant thing versus a small brand like TB12. Oh, a lot of people defending Tom Brady here. I'm kind of surprised by that. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.